This is episode 122 of Parenting with the Focused Mindset. Today, we're going to talk about communication and instilling values in our kids. And we're going to do that by me answering a question that I got all the way from New Zealand from Loma. I, this first aired a while back, and during the last couple of weeks, when a lot has been going on in my personal life, I was revisiting this episode, and as I listened, I knew that I needed to replay this for you. I have a couple of other questions from listeners that we're going to continue with throughout the summer, but right now we're going to pause and re-listen to this important topic. Coming from somebody who has a couple of kids of his own, he's looking to raise them in a godly manner. I respect uh, his ability to reach out and say, you know what? I have a question. I'm going to get some feedback. You know, you can do that by hopping on my website, thefocusedmindset.com. And before we get into his question, I also want to let you know that my first couple of journals are now on Amazon. You just look up Share Kretz and there's one called Inspired and one called Be Inspired. I'll leave a link in my show notes. I'd love for you guys to check it out. I have these especially designed for people that are interested in the solution-focused way of communicating because we can practice coaching ourselves through a solution-focused lens. And that's exactly what my solution-focused journals are preparing you to do. You know, journaling is one of the number one ways for us to completely shift our mind to have the mindset that helps us grow and helps us develop into the people we want to be. So you can jump over to Amazon, look up my name, C-H-E-R-K-R-E-T-Z, and you'll see Be Inspired, a solution-focused journal for solution-focused-minded individuals just like you. I have it on sale right now. Check it out. And now let's get into this episode. Welcome to Parenting with the Focused Mindset. I'm your host, Cher Kretz. I'm a school counselor and a family mindset coach. I know that raising kids is quite the journey and doesn't always turn out as we planned. Here, we talk about the solution-focused approach. We learn how to celebrate when things are going well and how to deal with the many challenges that families face. Don't forget to hit subscribe, download, follow, so you don't miss any of the family-oriented, solution-focused content that I put out for you right here each and every week. Listening to this podcast will help you be the best version of yourself in your home and with the people you love. Hi there, Loma here from Auckland, New Zealand. And uh, my question is, as a parent, What are some practical ways that we can exercise better communication with our children, um, as well as instilling values in them? What a great question. It's so important that we have great communication, and it's so important to us as parents that our children walk away in their adult life with values. And I really understand this because I have two girls that are already moving into that adult phase of their life. 
And I remember each and every stage of their development that I would be thinking, okay, am I instilling values in them? Am I instilling the morals that I want them to have? And do they feel comfortable talking to me? I asked myself that many, many times. And I know that so many parents are in that same situation. So it's a great question to answer right now. First, let's tackle the first part of Loma's question. Let's talk about communication. Communication is something that we can learn. It's not something that we're born with. And it doesn't matter if you're a quiet person, whether you're, you're jokey all the time or whether you're a serious person. It doesn't matter. You can learn communication skills that you can not only practice with your children, but pass on to them so they also have valuable communication skills. We get right smack in a situation where we want to communicate effectively with our children, and then a bunch of other stuff comes out. We over-talk. We end up dominating the conversation or starting to lecture, heaven forbid. And then we walk away going, oh my goodness, I don't even know if my child heard a word that I said. Conversations that empower is going to be the one tool that you can always go back to to refresh your memory, to make sure that you know that you're ready for these tough conversations. It's all about empowerment, but not empowering yourself or letting them know that you're powerful. No, you want to empower the person that's listening to you. You want them to walk away from the conversation feeling like they're ready to be their best self. They're ready to be the best version of themselves, confident, uh, thoughtful, but they most of all feel that empowered feeling of, wow, I can do this. I can accomplish great things. And if I've been through hard times, I'm going to get to the other side. And I know that this person I just talked to has my back. Well, how can you do that? The simple steps to communication that you want to start practicing and following is first empower through listening. Listening is the most important aspect of a conversation. And it's the mistake that we make as parents is we, like I said, we lecture or we train. We feel like, oh, it's time to train them. Really, it's time to listen. When your child feels listened to, when they feel really heard, they are going to be able to find solutions to their problem that you never even knew were inside of them and never would have known if you were so busy talking. But see, your child is taking in all of the things in the world, all the things that they're around, and they actually have so many of the answers within them. When we ask them a question like, well, how do you think you could handle this situation? And what else? And what else? And just listen and listen and listen. Before you say one thing about a value that you might want to instill, don't forget to listen to your child. <laughs> Have you guys ever seen that video that is going around all over YouTube and stuff where that dad is having a conversation with his baby that's just babbling? And he's going, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I hear you. You know what? <laughs> That's the beginning phase. Pretty soon, I hope that that father brings that right into the next phase when they actually do have words that they're saying. And sometimes it's words that you don't necessarily want to hear. Still listen. The next step is empower through validation. Like I talked about, I go into this deeper in episode 42, but validating simply means that they know that you get them. They know that you heard them. 
It's not validating that everything they said is right. And that's the mistake that you could fall into in communication is, oh, that's wrong. That's wrong. Let me correct you. Rather than that, say, okay, that's the way you're feeling. Okay, that's what you've been through. You can validate just by simply repeating what they've said, not in any kind of tone except for a tone that shows that you understand. A child says, I am so mad. I just wanted to kick him. And you're like, oh, you felt like kicking him right in the shin, I'm sure. <laughs> you know, that is a validation. Yeah, I felt like that. And you know what else? Now you have them talking. And more than that, you have the two of you guys on the same page, empowering through validation. The third one is empowering by focusing the conversation. This is where your skill comes into play. Because if you're really listening, you're going to pull out things that are going to help your child. So when you focus the conversation, you take what they said and you bring that right back to them, the helpful things that they said. Okay? So that is a, a simple skill, but it, it's a lot harder to practice because right at that moment, after you've already listened and you validated, sometimes parents just start with their advice and just start talking. And you know what? Your child zones out at that point most of the time. So it's time to say, well, it sounds like if you were able to, I don't know, be friendly more, then friends would want to play with you. I know, simple example, but if you fill in the blank, then fill in the blank. So you're offering a suggestion rather than continuing on with advice. And the fourth one is empowering with a call to action. Come up with a call to action, a battle stand, if you will, if a, a, a thing that you can do. If you walk away from a conversation with your child or anyone with something that you guys are going to do about this together, something they're going to do, that creates empowerment. And the fifth one is offer help. Offer genuine help. What can I do to help you in this situation? What can I do to help make this easier? What's something that you were thinking that I could play a role? How do you think I could play a role in helping you through this issue? See what they come up with. It might be a better solution than what you would have come up with. Some parents even say, well, you know, what would you do if your child said something that was untruthful? If you were a parent, if your kid's old enough to really think about that, that makes them see, oh, wow. Mm, well, I would get him in trouble. So I guess I'm in for it. I'm in trouble. <laughs> they can really think through even their misfortunes, even when they screwed up, they help them think through it. If you follow these steps, you will be able to have communication that helps your child feel empowered and it helps you guys connect and bond. And let me tell you, that's what it's all about. Building a connection, building a bond. That's at every stage of your child's development. Every single part from the beginning to the end, when they feel bonded with you and close to you, it makes so much of a difference. So what's important? Being there. You always hear that, but honestly, being present in their life is, is the number one tip that I can give in instilling values and having good communication. Now, some of you might say, well, that's easier said than done. I don't live with them. I have visitation. Well, be in the moment during that time. 
I've met parents that are very distracted during the time that their kids are with them and the time that they're with their kids is limited. And then they come to me in a session with coaching and they say, well, I don't know. I don't think I'm all that important to my parent. You're sending out those subliminal messages as you walk along your life and you walk along your time with them. Are you walking next to them? Are you walking in front of them when you guys are out? Are you asking questions even if they seem uninterested? All of this stuff makes a huge difference. Now, those parents that are with your children day in and day out, make sure that you are actually spending that quality time with them and not shooing them away because it's really not the quality, but it is the quantity. It is important that we spend that quantity of time with them in whatever we're given. The time that we're given with them is precious. So it's something that we need to consider when we are parenting is that we are an example. Now, if we want to instill good values, which is the second part of our question of how do I get values into them that will last a lifetime and just have it within them where they are going to go out there in this world and be an adult with the morals and values that I've been able to instill in them, but how do I do it? Well, let's go back to the fact that you are the biggest example. It's the way you act day in and day out in front of them. The example that you give is what they will internalize. They see and take in so much more than they even realize. So in order to instill good values, you first ask, am I living with those values? Am I living in such a way that, in, that shows them the values that they should have as they grow up? Am I careful about what I'm saying? Careful about how I'm treating my loved ones? Am I, uh, am I there and just going through the motions or am I being very deliberate in the way that I act and the things that I say? It seems so simple, but it's the number one thing to instilling values is to live by your values. Know your values. Wake up in the morning and say, what do I value today? I'm going to live by it 100%, and I'm going to be that example to my child. I'm not going to slack off. If you value a healthy lifestyle and exercising and eating well, you want to put that value into your child's life? Live it. Show it. Not preach it. Show it. Now, integrity is a really interesting concept that I've always kind of pondered through parenting. Why? Because a long time ago, long before um, I was a counselor even, someone had told my husband about uh, every choice that you make, you need to ask yourself, is this worth my integrity? If I, if I do something that uh, isn't, isn't honest or isn't true to my values, then it's my integrity that I didn't live up to. So when you're in line and someone uh, and you buy something and they don't give you the right change, you could walk away, but is that worth your integrity? You see someone drop something, is, it, is, is, the, is leaving it there and not telling them, hey, you dropped that, is that worth your integrity? When we ask that question, that simple question, what is your integrity worth? It shapes the decisions that we make, but let's take it a step further. What is the integrity of your child worth? What is the integrity that they're going to live with when they're adult worth to you? Well, if it's worth a lot and you want your child to be a person 
full of integrity, then you are going to make sure that you live with integrity. You're going to show that to them in each and every facet of your life. And when you screw up, you'll be able to have the integrity to own up to it. Say, wow, I, would have, I wish I would have handled that differently. And yes, that's going to happen. It is going to happen often. When we're living by our values, it doesn't mean that we're perfect. And when we do screw up, it doesn't mean we've screwed up our child. But it's how we react to even those low points that are going to help our children know exactly how they should react in their low moments. There is so much that we can do to fill ourselves up to be ready for this because it's a lot, right? Like, oh, living by integrity all the time, day in and day out. What? Well, that's why we need to have our cup full. We need to fill ourselves up with the right things. We need to be ready to take care of ourselves so we can take care of other people. What are you listening to? What are you putting in that brain so you're ready when the moment is coming? A podcast like this one, very helpful. Another great podcast that you might want to put in your library is the Balanced Parent Podcast. And back in episode 55, I actually had the opportunity to interview the um, host of that show, Dr. Laura Froyan. But Balanced Parent Podcast might be one. Another one I really like is Simple Families. Uh, Simple Families is one of my favorite little uh, podcasts to pop on when I just want a little boost. Find the ones that ring true to you. Find the ones that are going to help you be the best parent you can be so you can walk forward not only living the values, but teaching the values to your child in a way that they'll understand, in a way that they'll be able to take in and say, yes, yes, that's who I want to be, father or mother. Um, if you're a grandparent raising a child, whoever you are, when you are impacting the life of a child, your actions speak loudly. So make sure that your actions are full of integrity and that you're living by your values. And I honestly believe that that's one of the very best ways that we can assure that we're getting values into our child's life. Asking yourself questions like, am I being honest in my life? Am I speaking to my family the way that I should? Am I owning up to my, my mistakes? When you do that and you're honest with yourself, you're going to live in such a way where your child, it will be undeniable. They'll see the values. They'll know what those values are. You know, it's quite interesting that we know uh, and we've learned through research that our childhood experiences form our adult desires. Our childhood experiences, yes, they form our adult desires. So what you've experienced in your childhood, it forms what you want to do, what you long to do when you're an adult. But some of those experiences, uh, for many of us parents, were not things that we want to repeat. So it, it, it causes a paradoxical conflict within us that we have to kind of settle on a regular basis. We have to kind of fight our natural desire to make a mistake that we saw when we were a child and lean towards the things that we saw that were not a mistake, that were wonderful and great examples. It's something we need to do on purpose. So we need to remember purposely 
the things that we respected, the things we saw that we loved and when we felt cherished and cared about as a child. And we need to be also equally aware of those things that might pop up in us that are negative because of the negative things that happened to us. So we can deal with that paradoxical conflict that we just want to make the decisions that are actually not the decisions that we want to make, right? <laughs> We're aware of that conflict that does that, that you need, all parents have it, that push, that pull. For example, um, our need for revenge. Sometimes we just want to take revenge. Inside of us, if we were wronged, we feel like we want to wrong them back. In our child, it's not like we have to teach them that. They automatically know, oh, my, my, my sister smacked me. I guess I'm going to smack her back, especially when no one's looking. That need for kind of like uh, taking revenge on someone. But isn't it interesting that it's loving kindness that's the answer when we're going through a struggle? Showing someone loving kindness is exactly the thing that will bring us out of the funk, bring us out of this place of revenge. But it's everything inside of us does not want to do that. We want to be able to take revenge, but no. If we are going to show our child, we need to be able to say, acknowledge to them that, yes, I, I know that you want to take revenge in this situation, and there's a, a desire within you to do that. But let's stop. Let's think about how we can show loving kindness and be a, a really a bigger person, a wiser person, a more well-rounded person. Ask your child, how might you do that? Not only that, but model that when you're wronged. This is going to instill a value of them that they're going to carry with them wherever they go. Now, in almost every single organized religion that's out there, the golden rule is stated in one way or another. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. It's stated in different ways, but it's there. And that simple check and that simple check, helping your kids take that check of saying, well, how would you want to be treated is going to go a long ways. And it's my next tip as far as helping your child instill values that last. Now, some of you guys may remember that on Mother's Day, I let you guys know that I am now on the platform of Pray.com, which is the largest app when it comes to uh, religious, well, it's, it's not affiliated with any one religion, but it's the largest prayer app. It has meditation in it, it has all kinds of pastors that have sermons that are, and it has the vibe, have sermons that are highlighted, it has the Bible read, and it has podcasts. Now, even though my podcast is not uh, a religious platform and it's not affiliated with any church, um, it fills a need that Pray.com felt that they wanted to have on their platform, and that is instilling practical ways to help children, help families, practical steps how they can move forward, and stories about real-life situations so we can all be on the same page to know that, yes— through our life, we can continue to place the values in our children's life that we want to. Now, I am a Christian, um, but I purposely don't have a platform that has anything to do with religion on this podcast. It's not the reason it's here. It's here for people that are making an impact in a child's life and want to feel like they uh, want to glean and be their best self. And that's, that's any people, right? And you guys know that. Those of you that listen, you already know that. 
but I am very privileged and honored to be able to have my podcast on pray.com. And if you guys have that app, um, you know that I've talked about how I do many of the meditations that are on that app. It helps me calm my mind and then practice mindful thinking and it helps me be in the right space. So to be able to also be highlighted there is definitely an honor. Um, but back to the subject, the golden rule, right? Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. It goes right to the heart of our paradoxical conflict that I just spoke about. And we need to be aware that that's in our child. Their nature is not always going to be to lead towards a, something that they want to do right. And when they screw up, the last thing that you should do is start saying, oh my gosh, where are all their values? Oh my gosh, what in the world am I doing wrong? No, nothing. You're doing absolutely nothing wrong. In fact, you're probably doing everything right because our kids need to go through that constant process of failing and succeeding, failing and picking themselves up. They do something wrong and then they learn from it. That constant refinement is the way that we move towards being the person that we were always meant to be. That is a healthy place to be. It's a healthy, if a kid's going through a stage where they just keep making the same mistake and you keep having to circle back and help them with that, they will learn from it even more. If you have the type of um, impact in their life where you can say, hey, we make mistakes, that's okay. You can learn from it. That's okay. Pick yourself back up. It's all right that your grade was not great this time. What are we going to do next time? You messed up. You lost your temper. It happens. But what are we going to do next time? What can we learn from this? That's so much better than shaming or making them feel as though they let you down. If they feel like they're going to let you down, what happens when they move into their later stages of life? You know, we realize that our kids move through stages and when they're in their young stage up to about six or so, they're learning a whole lot from you. You can really train quite a bit up until about the end of age six, going into seven at some point. Then around there, they move into another stage. You guys can actually look this up. And uh, it's, I'm not going to go into all the details on this, but it's easily looked up all the stages of development. And you should be very much aware of it as a parent because it helps you have peace because you know that as they go through those stages, they're going to change. Sometimes when kids go through that change of moving into the stage of 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 ish, parents get really uh, anxious. Like, I, I got to train them harder. I've got to try even more to instill values in them. But they don't realize their child has moved into a different stage. They've moved into more of a stage of maintenance. They've already had a lot of things instilled within them, and now they need to practice it. They're going to practice and practice and practice and fine-tune and try something else. They're going to lean on the things that they've learned. And it doesn't mean they won't learn new strategies and new things, but a lot of your training has actually now moved to a support you need to be a support. You need to encourage them to think for themselves and help them find answers. That is so important through that next stage of their life. Now, when they get around 11, 12, 13 and moving on, they begin to transfer the importance from the parents being the most important person. They're, they move to looking for 
their, their friends, their community, the people around them, they're very important. And that can also be threatening to a parent. They're like, well, what in the world? Now their friends are so important. Where are their values? Their values are still within them. But they've moved to a new stage where now their friends are awful darn important to them. We need to understand that uh, and make sure that you're hanging out with the right people, right? What kind of people are you hanging around? Think about that when they're younger and on moving forward, that you have friends that have um, a lot of values that match yours and that they can hopefully lean into that by then finding their own people that they uh, respect. They're gonna ask the opinions of the people that they respect. It might be a teacher, it might be a pastor, it might be a friend, it might be a mentor. They're going to eventually turn to those people as their mentors. And that's not something you need to be threatened about. It's a natural progression. They need to move from valuing the family unit, which they'll always value, to also finding other people in their life that can be their mentors. Um, I spoke with Christian Moon, who's a family coach, and uh, that was back in episode 51. She talked about how her family was very supportive of her, although she was got pregnant as a teen, just like her mom did. And she was like, wow, am I repeating my mom's history of the negative history that I didn't want to? But her mom was so supportive. The person that she attributes to making a huge difference in her future and allowing her to go back to school, get her degree, and, and find so much success in life. It was her boss at the place that she worked. She, uh, she called her a little Korean woman, and I thought that was so cute uh, that she worked for this uh, Korean family at, I think it was a dry cleaners, and she tells the story about how that lady just began to speak into her and mentor her and helped her believe in herself in a completely different type of way. She needed a mentor and she found it in her boss. And it was a natural progression, but thank God that person was there. You guys have to listen to the story. Go back to uh, episode 51 and check that out. But that shows us that the people we hang around, the things that our kids do every day, are also going to make a big difference in their values. It's not just what we do, it's what the people around them do. And then if we've, when we've established the type of relationship where they're like, oh, I think I'll talk to my mother or father about this, they're gonna run things past you. And what are you gonna do? You're going to follow the steps like I outlined in Conversations That Empower. You're going to listen. You're going to validate. You're going to focus the conversation. You're going to think about a call to action you guys can you guys can do, a call to action that your child can do, and then you're going to offer help. Understanding that you are your child's example, that you are going to be there for them. You're going to understand the stage that they're in. You're going to help them feel seen, heard, valued, cared about in each one of those stages. And none of this means that you're taking your power away. None of this means that there's not a time to be strict and firm and make sure they understand the rules of your home. All, those things are also important. But that alone does not cause connection. It certainly doesn't cause more values. If you're firm and uh, you're only a firm parent, you just are so strict, right? What does a child really learn from that? They learn to fall in line at that moment and not make you mad and figure out the way that they need to behave in that moment to not get in trouble. 
Well, that does not, that's not values. All right. That is not ongoing values that they're going to take with them. It might actually be that they learn to be a people pleaser because of that, or they lack the values that they need because they spent so much time and energy figuring out how they can stay away from the wrath of their parent. So if you're one of so many that are coming from the generation previous that believe that you've got to, you've got to just discipline the heck out of that child, discipline has to be redefined. And I have some podcasts about that too. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I don't have those written down. But we need to redefine our discipline to say that, okay, when we are firm, are we doing it in such a way that is going to empower them to be their best self? Or are we shaming? Ouch. <laughs> Sometimes it's like, oh, oh, okay. It's important to you to instill values in your child. And it's important to you that they feel comfortable talking to you. Because that's true. Then be humble. Don't let your ego get in the way. Don't let the things that uh, were negative about your childhood be repeated. And when they are, be able to be a man or woman enough to admit it and move forward in strength and confidence and wisdom. That's the message I, I want to get out to you, Loma, and get out to so many parents. And that's the message that I strive to live by. I know that I'm not always perfect in that. But I also know that when I see my kids display the values that are just so important to me, it warms my heart. Some things they do are not the things that I would like them to do. Some things they believe are not the things I want them to believe. But guess what, parent? That's okay. This is their journey. They're an adult in training, like I've said so many times. And they're going to be an adult much longer than they're going to be a kid. So do your job well in the time that you have and then trust that their journey is going to work out. Don't take one moment of their life and define, say that that's the way they're going to be forever. And if it's a low moment, especially, that's not how we were meant to look at their life. Their journey is long, and it took a long time for you to get things straightened out. You're still getting things straightened out. Most of us parents are. So know that our job as a parent is to follow these uh, high standards for our life, sure. But then when they move on, 18, 19, 20, we need to look at them as wonderful, growing adults and believe that those values are within them and trust that their journey is going to lead them towards their best self through the lows and the highs and the mistakes, the failures and the successes. So I hope that this message encourages you to communicate with your child and also to believe in them, to instill values in them through your example and through loving kindness. And I have to give one more shout out to Loma. Thank you for reaching out and asking me that question. You know you can ask me a question anytime you'd like by jumping over to my website, thefocusedmindset.com. Go to contact me right at the top. You'll see the button and it takes you directly to my SpeakPipe app where you're in control. You leave the message, you listen to it back and then 
I can hear your voice. That's one way we connect. There's lots of other ways that we can connect. One way is through our email community. I send out solution-focused information. You get a first look at my blogs, uh, my writing, and don't forget my discount codes. When I have coaching packages and uh, special discounts, it's my email community that gets the first to hear about it. I'm going to leave a simple link in my bio, and then it'll ask for your email, ask for your first name, and then you'll hop over to your email to confirm it, and bam, that's all it takes. It's not, it's not going to ask you for any money. It's just a simple process. You can also find information about joining that same email community on the website. Or if you'd rather just shoot me an email, it's share, C-H-E-R, dot, thefocusedmindset.com is my email and I'd love to hear from you. And you got to know, we are going to be covering a lot of important topics coming up here this summer. If you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe, download, or follow on Apple. It's right up in the right-hand corner. It's a drop down. And what happens is the show is in your library. And I'm going to be talking a lot more about the journals that I'm putting out on Amazon. The solution-focused journals that I'm putting out are because I know that you want to be able to have a focused mindset, but sometimes it takes something out there to be able to help you focus. I looked on Amazon. There is not a single place that you can get a solution-focused journal, so I figured why not make one? I'm going to talk to you about the format that I use in those journals. It's called the GPS Life Format. You're gonna hear a lot more about it in the months to come, so stay tuned. And now it's time for us to go out and make today amazing. And until next time, keep in touch and take care.